Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 168 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. One of the things that I would attribute to you, Robert, is using uh, plans and using data and using information for achi- uh, for achieving a desired result. It's something that we've talked about on the program a uh, fair amount over the years. It's an essential path to improving the performance of any organization, but especially ones in government. So th- to that end, we have a little bit of a tweak on that concept today. Richard Spires is a former chief information officer at the Internal Revenue Service and at the Department of Homeland Security. And he has a new book called Success in the Technology Field, A Guide for Advancing Your Career. And the, the analogy that I draw, Richard, is as I read through this book, it occurred to me, this is what you're offering, is a roadmap for somebody to conform to his or her individual goals in an IT career to achieve a desired outcome. Is that the intention that you had when you started to write the book, or is that just kind of what it turned out to be uh, that it refined itself to that as a result of the authoring process? Welcome, Richard. Well, it's, it's good to be here, Francis and Robert. Thank you for having me on the show. This was really from my lessons learned, both through my own experiences, of course, over 35 years of being in the uh, technology field, but, but also watching others that have been very successful. I'd like to think I'm a student in that regard and, uh, and I've really watched a lot of other people. And, you know, and, and as I say in the book, uh, I mean, everybody's an, a unique individual and how you would define your success in the technology field would be very, very different than how I might define what I want to do to be successful. But that being said, there's certain things that I have observed that work. And I really tried to capture that in, in this book, okay? Things that work. Sometimes they're behaviors, and sometimes there's actions you can take. But to your point, you, you have to define what goals that you seek for in your career. you got to define the path to try to reach those goals. Um, but these 12 recommendations, um, if you will, I believe can really help someone really any time during their career. Um, obviously, could have a lot more impact earlier in your career. I think if you start to follow these these recommendations, but but I think it's valuable throughout your career these these recommendations. So I'm so impressed. You wrote a book. I'm of course holding it up, even though this is a podcast. What are some of the most important nuggets that you captured in here? One of the chapters. Um, talks about being a person of integrity. I mean, it is one of the key behaviors. It's really the first recommendation in the book. And I say that there's really nothing more important because I believe, and you could say this is beyond just the technology and technology business field. It's, it's I think it's true of all fields, but, but particularly in technology, um, being a person of integrity, being a person of your word uh, is to me so, so critical. And, and having that moral compass is, is I think, uh, when I look at my success and then when I look at how I valued myself and how, I mean, I would like to think that most people I've worked with, they may not even like me, but they respect me because I'm a person of integrity. And that is just so important to me. And I think it's such an, uh, an important part of being successful in, in a career. So that's, that's one really important thing. 
The, the other thing that I would say, and as I said, there are 12 recommendations, so we could walk through every one of them, but another one I think is really important I spend a bit of time on is this idea of career planning. And I didn't do enough of it. And I talk about this in the book. I didn't do enough of that early in my career, and I wish I had done more. And, and career planning, but, but laying out, you know, I mean, have big goals. It's okay. You know, what do you want to be 30 years from now if you're 20 years old, right? And it's okay to have big goals. And it's okay to then think about what are the steps I would need to take? What are the positions I need to be in? What are the competencies then that I would need to have? And lay out, and particularly in the next five years, lay out a real plan that, that will get you along that path, okay? That you'll make true demonstrable progress along a path. And you know what? It's not that 30 years from now, you're gonna be exactly what you said you would be when you were 20 years old, okay, at, at 50. But the fact that you've taken that and, and made that effort to do that planning, I have found for me, once I started doing it, it changed my whole career. It, it really made a huge difference in the success that I've had over the last, over my 35 year career. I think it's a proven way to, to move things forward for you, for anybody, but particularly those in the technology field. So there's a couple of thoughts there, Richard. You're exactly right, and I found exactly the same thing. I'm not today where I thought I was gonna be 10 years ago, but I'm somewhere. And, I, and I'm actually somewhere that's not that far off because at least I had a goal and a plan. So that's one thing. The other thing is, you mentioned these 12 recommendations, and I love the way you group these in the book. The first chapter, you, you lay out the defining your success idea. What is it that that looks like at some point in the future? And then you have three behaviors. You mentioned one, person of integrity. Number uh, The second one is be a learner. The third one is enjoy the ride. And then you go through, this is what you should think about early in your career, and then this is what you think about later in your career. And what, what strikes me as fascinating is I didn't see a ton in here that relates specifically or only to technology people. There's, this is good guidance, and this is good strategy for somebody in any field, and it just so happens that your area of expertise and your area of demonstrated excellence is in the IT field, but the principles that you're writing about here, I think, could apply to anybody. Is that what you were going for, or does it, again, yeah, is that just the way it happened to turn out? Well, maybe it's just the way it happened to turn out, Francis. I, you know, it's funny. I have a, a good friend who's a dentist, and so I sent out the book to a number of friends, obviously to to the, the two of you. And I sent him the book and he and he wrote me back and he said, I can't believe how much close how close this is to what dentistry is like. Well, I have no idea what dentistry is really like, right? But I thought that was an amazing comment. So, you know, obviously the, the behaviors in particular, I think, in today's field, and, and part of this is too, technology permeates so many fields, right? That it, I mean, be a learner. I mean, things are changing so rapidly in almost any discipline. I, I think you've got to be a learner in all, just about any career today, particularly so in technology. There are a couple of the later chapters that I think are more related um, to technology. For instance, I, I'm really big on because we deliver things. If you're in the technology field, you deliver things through delivering projects and programs, okay? They may not call it that. They may call it something else. But in reality, when you strip away what you're doing, it's a project or a program. 
And so I think it's really critical for anybody in technology, and I even talk about salespeople, because you're selling solutions almost undoubtedly when you're selling in the technology field. And, and so how do you deliver those solutions? Well, you deliver those solutions through a project or a program. So being understanding how to deliver technology-based projects and programs to me is a critical skill, okay, that if you learn how to do it, will be beneficial through to you throughout your career. So I would generally agree with your point. In fact, I almost went back and rewrote the book and, and oriented it not just to technology. But then I thought, you know what? I, I think for technologists, you know, this because my stories I think are more on point for technologists, that's what I am, that's the field I'm in. I think it's more meaningful for those in the technology field. So I picked out a couple in uh, each of these groups. I mentioned you have this grouped earlier and later in your career, and I picked out a couple I wanted to ask you about, and obviously Robert can too. Um, he's a big boy. He can jump in whenever he feels like it. I'm um, paying for this microphone, Mr. Brainer. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Earlier in your career, the groups are, uh, the items are plan for your career, develop a network, cultivate mentors, master a subject, manage projects. And I think the first one pertinent to what we were talking about earlier, Richard, is the one that struck me as the foundational one for all of the others. And that is plan for your career because it's the old idea of you don't have a map, you don't know where you're going to go. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I do. And I, I'd like to think I give some very specific guidance about how to do it. It doesn't say where to go, but how to go about figuring out for you. Okay where you should go and and it ties back to another chapter about the behavior about enjoying the ride i mean look we all work we spend a lot of our time doing our quote work our career my god you better enjoy it right you better have real passion for what you're doing um ideally you'd like to have something that is really helping uh society or helping beyond just yourself that and, and I really got that sense when I was in government, and I talk about that in the book, that you know, it was striking to me when I entered government because I went in mid-career, not early in my career, and just that, that sense of mission. Um, and I was at the IRS, right? I mean, that's the institution everybody loves to hate. So, you know, but, but still, there was a real sense of mission. We're funding, you know, America. That's, you know, that was kind of our mission. And, and, you know, I, I got that. And I like, man, I could see why people get so passionate for government service and public service. And, that, and that the book isn't about that. I mean, you, know, you don't have to be in public service to enjoy this book. But I, I do talk about the fact that you want to have a passion for what you do. You want to find that passion and you want to match something that you're passionate about with something that you've got innate skills in. Right. Anyway, my little example about if you want to be a professional musician, I would love to be a professional musician, actually. I enjoy music a lot. I, I, I can't be a professional musician. I do not have the innate talent to be one. And so you gotta, you got to find that balance, right, of, of finding something you're passionate about with something you have innate talent for. And once you do that, put, a place, put in place a plan, right, and, and, and think big. Think real big, uh, particularly if you're younger in your career. Richard, your career straddled commercial and public sector. Are there lessons that are more applicable to one over the other? Yeah, I don't know if I would say it quite that way, Robert. I would say that there are, 
I mean, obviously human nature is human nature, right? But the institutions of government, the way they're set up, um, and I and I do give an example of almost getting booted out of the IRS in the first, you know, four or five months I was there um, for being, you know, not fitting the culture, right? And the the the, the need to work, uh, the stakeholders, the um, you know, the collaboration that, you know, you can't just drive things like you can sometimes in, in most private sector uh, organizations. There are differences. And I, you know, and that's one of the chapters is really about driving change and starting from the inside. And what I mean by that is you got to know the culture of the organization you're in in order to then change that culture, right? If you want to be a real change agent and drive real change, you better first figure out and work within that culture so you don't get rejected. Then you can start building trust to be able to change that culture and change an organization. The second part of the book or the second part of the career map that you lay out in this book, Richard, is later in your career, understand the business, be a leader, drive change, give back. And again, the the theme there that comes to me is those are all equally applicable to people outside the technology field as well as people in the technology field. What among those four, what ideas are particularly, do you think, important to somebody who is in the mid to late stage of a technology career? Which of those do they really need to put the pedal down on? Well, this idea of I, I think in the technology field, and I'm biased, I would admit that, having been in it my, my whole career, that um, you know, I, I think there's more of an opportunity today to drive change in an organization through the use of technology than there in almost any other field, okay? Uh, every or, it's, hard to, it's hard to name an organization today that doesn't rely on technology for its business. And it's hard to name an organization of any scale today that you know, if, if they could optimize okay, the use of technology in the right way, that they can drive meaningful change to their business operations, okay, to their value proposition for their customers or their partners. And so I, I think in that regard, and I talk about this, that you know, part of being successful is ultimately creating value, okay? And if you're an organization, to the degree you can create value Okay, that will manifest itself both for the organization's benefit and that will come back to you, uh, okay, as a career enhancement, whether it's in your compensation or your title or, or just in, in, you know, in the reputation and the, the impact you can have in an organization. So those chapters really tend to link together about driving change in an organization. And I talk about this, but I also talk about the fact that being a change agent is hard and it's risky. And that here is where I really do say very emphatically that I think you should have, before you become a change agent yourself in a larger organization to drive real change, you should have experienced that, okay, at a more junior level. You should have, you should have lived through those kinds of transformational changes that organizations go through when they leverage technology correctly to learn how it's done, to learn what the pitfalls are, so that when you're when you step into that role as a leader, okay, you've got that experience. It's it's one thing to have book learning in that. It's another thing to have actually lived through it and to have real world experience living through that. You talked a little bit about one of the three behaviors. Enjoy the ride. Yes. I loved your 
reflection on the importance of mission to public servants. What was the most enjoyable part of the ride so far? Where did you, where did you have the most fun, the most energy, the most passion in your career? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I was never more fulfilled than when I was in government service. Um, and I, and I've done a lot of different things. You know, I've been in startups, I've been in, uh, you know, larger corporations, um, but that public service, and it was, and Robert, you would know this, right? It was, it was the hardest jobs. And it was in some ways, I mean, the bureaucracy and you'd go home some nights and you'd be like ready to hit your head against the table and go, why am I doing this to myself? But then when you see an organization and, you know, and I worked in large government agencies, right, DHS and IRS. And when you could start to see this organization align and move and what that meant, okay, for the organization itself, but also for the greater society, that was really meaningful, really meaningful. And so I, I have to say that my public service, um, you know, I spent eight plus years in the federal government and, you know, as I said, some difficult days, but I, I never regretted a minute of it. And I'm very, very glad that I did that in my career. Well, Richard, I'm glad that you didn't keep those ideas bottled up in your head like a lot of people do that you let us share them because I, I, I just was thrilled to read this and I appreciate you sharing it with me and I appreciate you sharing some time with us today my friend it's great to see you well thank you Francis and thank you Robert as well for having me great to be with you thanks for listening to the Fed Heads brought to you by Grand Thornton Public Sector all of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description we'd love to hear from you Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.